Miami. Home to sun, sand, water, plus books, new ideas, author conversations, and the Miami Book Fair, the nation's largest gathering of readers and writers of all ages. Mark your calendar for the 38th edition of the Miami Book Fair, Sunday to Sunday, November 14th to the 21st. Bringing together the greatest thinkers of our time, in person and virtually. Talking about the issues of the day with audiences of all ages. Join the conversations about sci-fi, the environment, American politics, and world history. Participating will be authors with new fiction, non-fiction, memoir, and essays. Chris Matthews, Channing Tatum, Alan Cumming, James Patterson, and Twilight's Marissa Meyer, too. All this and more at the 38th edition of the Miami Book Fair, November 14th to the 21st, 2021. All coming together for one week, in person and online. Do join us. More information at MiamiBookFairOnline.com or follow us at Miami Book Fair. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at clevertap.com. That's clevertap.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It is the 28th of October. I believe it's October <laughs> still. I know, eh? Uh, 2021. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and Dave, yeah, man, I mean, like it's October. It, it, it doesn't feel like October. It is uh, a balmy 17, 18 degrees Celsius. Which has got to translate into what 63, 64 degrees Fahrenheit in Toronto, Ontario, at the end of October. It should be close to zero right about now. So I don't know. It feels like late August to me. Uh, to me, it is uh, like right now. We've got about eight degrees, so that turns into about mid to high forties, and it's raining and gray. So in Victoria, that's everything from October straight through till May. Yep. <laughs> Boy, do I miss that. <laughs> uh, it was a weird week in the in the uh, yeah. search world. Um, it's one of those weeks where it felt like a lot of stuff happened, but when you look at it, it not a lot of stuff actually really happened. Before we go, we 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 so like this is a, we got a public service announcement for the people of Tumber Ridge, British Columbia, way up in Upper Canada, up there, right? <laughs> so, like last we heard, your internet was down over the weekend. You probably already knew that, though. We just wanted to tell you that Telus found out who's been skunking your systems. It was the Beavers. The damn beavers did it building another damn dam. 
for sure, right? Yeah, so you can go see these pictures that Talis posted over there on their like internet web pages, or at, or you can go to Ars Technica, which is thoroughly amused by the entire story. So as it turns out, a bunch of uh, the, the 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 small town of Tumbler Ridge in northern British Columbia, Canada, was taken offline by beavers building a dam. The world is precarious, Dave. We don't think about beavers enough. <laughs> I know that. I, I, as as a Canadian, of course, I'm like, yeah, that that tracks. They were they were probably drunk on maple syrup, though. So you know, yeah, they didn't know what they was doing. <laughs> they they they, they went into the syrup, and uh, you know how it goes. <laughs> you know what? I'm realizing as we're saying this, we are part of the stereotype problem, Jim. We're part of the problem. Yeah, but you know, it feels your time. So <laughs> you know. Cool runnings, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well played. Okay. Um, so, core web vitals. Mm-hmm. Do you remember back in the time when you were like desperately concerned about how fast your page was loading and uh, first contentful paint and, uh, you know, how much it was dancing around as it loaded and all that sort of stuff? Mm-hmm. You did so much. Was it worth it? It's an open ended question. There's a debate in the SEO world right now. So, I'm shooting the question at you. Um, I I got I got a bunch of clients to obsess on core web values for a few months. There was it worth it? You know, to me, I I, I I'll tongue in cheek this one and give the the sort of a similar response to what I would to uh, like on 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 climate change if I was discussing it with somebody who who didn't believe that that this was a, a man made issue and just go, you know. I guess if it wasn't if it wasn't worth it, I just made my website faster and better for nothing, right? Like, and, and on climate change, I'd be like, well, I guess I made the planet better for nothing, right? It wasn't for climate change. I just made the planet better and cleaner. Um, in this case, okay, so you made your site faster for your users. Let's say it wasn't a big deal, like from from a googly standpoint, it's probably just inherently good, um, but. This story also, or, or, or the polling also does take me to right after the mobile first indexing. We had the same conversation. Right? <laughs> uh, HTTPS, right after. We had kind of a very similar conversation. It was a little more abrupt, but, but, but it was a very similar conversation. Well, that was lackluster. Uh, give, it, give it some time. I think Google's good at that. Like, we're going to give you a warning shot. Then we're going to like really tell you we, we've done this thing. Um, and I think they sort of give us time to go, okay, every new thing that's developed now will conform to this. <laughs> so so we'll, we'll, we'll sort of ease in a, a little bit. That's what I think is, is going on. But at worst, I made my site faster for users, right? At worst. There you go. I think I actually, I think it's a really good way to look at it. And um, that might actually be a really good way for the um, makers of content management systems to look at it. Um, there's been, I don't, many of us may or may not have known this, but there's been a quiet little cold war brewing in the background, um, in the back end of uh, websites all over the place uh, between uh, WordPress, Drupal, Duda, and Wix, mm-hmm. the, uh, most, the most common uh, content management sites. And the question, the the, the 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 goal, I guess, the, the the objective of this this little cold war was to be the um, fastest and the uh, template that produced the best core web vital results. Okay, um, there was a four way race here. Out of curiosity, who do you think won that race? Who do you think <laughs> produced the best core web vital values? 
for uh, for for their users. I, I I'm going to let you share the story. I I didn't know it before you shared it with me, um, and then and then before uh, before the show, um, you you had shared it, and I read it, and I went, okay, I did not see that coming. So, what do you think, Jim? Or or, or who who is it, Jim? Okay, uh, Duda. Duda had the best Core Web Vitals um, turnaround. Um, about almost seventy percent of websites built with uh, built with the, the the Duda Content Management System had a very good Core Web Vitals score. But it's second place that will probably leave a lot of um, SEOs, especially SEOs who who haven't been paying attention to uh, to to this content management system. Wix came second with Drupal coming third and WordPress placing fourth. Yeah. So um, WordPress has uh, some ground to make up, but the surprise one here, the, the real surprise out of the box is Wix. Do you remember a few years ago when Wix was the ugly duckling of um, of uh, website template builders of uh, or content management systems? Oh yeah, we used, to, we used to rightfully make fun of it in like a, and if somebody came to me with a Wix site and said, can you optimize this? I would say, if you can move it out of Wix. <laughs> First thing we need to do is get it out. Um, you know, they, to their credit, and I, I think that's what you're getting at. Like, this is just yeah. another example of you know, credit to them. They are, they're, they're making big moves um, right now. And out of all those plugins, we have to jam in to make our WordPress sites faster. Well, the, which like, is already there out of the box. Um, so it is such a, like, do I think that's like a one size fits all reason for everybody to abandon WordPress? No, there's a lot of other perks to, to go on with, with WordPress and other ways to speed up your site. But um, I, I think this is a, a, a big, a big, big win for them. Um, or, or at least, and, and since, as, you know, as we were talking about earlier, like speed is not maybe the, the SEO factor that, that we were all sort of like led to believe it might be sort of, but when I think about it, I'm like, they said one of hundreds, right? Like, That's right. They Absolutely. were very clear. Like this is going to be like a tiebreaker. This like, they were clear with us what that was, what it was, what it was going to be. Um, but I think this is a clear sign that Wix is paying strong, strong attention to yep. SEO. And, uh, and, and they are. They've shown they're they're demonstrating that they are willing to improve drastically improve if the community asks them to. And one of those times, you know, they 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 hired Marty away from Semrush, eh? Mm -hmm. So they went out of their way to get one of the best PR people they could they could possibly get their hands on. Pulled him away from Semrush, and now um he's 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 basically um telling Wix what the community is selling each other. We need to see this and you've got to do this. And um, they are, again, I, I think the days of just turning down Wix straight, just without even thinking about it, those are over. You got to learn yeah. it. You got you to be familiar with it. And folks were going to be working in it. Yeah. But congratulations to them too. Um, yeah. Duda was expected of you. Like, of course you're supposed to be number one. Um, Drupal and WordPress, my goodness. Um, it was expected of you guys to do really good too, but you didn't. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Okay, uh, this is one. This is this is you know those things we say about John Mueller when uh, he answers the question and he gets he answers the question, but 
doesn't necessarily answer all the myriad of side things that might be around the question. Mm -hmm. Best example I've ever, ever seen of this, I think. So you probably know this being a good SEO. The amount of images you have on a single page doesn't help it rank. Mm -hmm. That's it. Images don't help you rank. Um, John Mueller was answering a question and in the answer of the question, I think he, 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 he answered the question specifically, but he, I, he left a bunch of stuff out or he didn't think through the answer. He suggested images aren't important to web search. He used the example of a gray box where John said within web search, we really don't care if it's a gray square or a picture of a beach. He does go on to say that Google does care in image search, what the content of an image might be. But during web search, it's not so important. So adding more images is going to do absolutely nothing to help you rank. That's probably true. But there's a bunch of attributes and uh, basic properties to and around images that Google does need to care about. How big is the image? How is it loading? When is it loading? Uh, does its existence add to or take away from page usability? Is there alt text describing the image? Those are important still, aren't they? Yeah, and I, I, I just, I get the question. I get the answer. Both of them are the, the the question was good. Like in the in the context that it was being asked in, I think it's a good question. Um, you know, because we were dealing with a, a like sort of lazy loading ish kind of scenario where it was just popping in as gray boxes, and they were concerned that like, is this how Google's going to see it? And if they don't see these images, John's answering the question. That's a very very purist. Um, SEO answer that he gave. So on that count, sure. But then the questions you're asking are great. And as we talked about, I think it was last week, might've been the week before talking about mom, right? It's multimodal, right? Like, so now it specifically as an algorithm is looking at multiple different content types and sort of grouping the, the, the information together into one understanding. So if they can't see the images, Will that negatively impact mom or is mom just not involved in this sort of stage of the process? Like, is that just not what it's, it's built to do? That's also possible. But I think there's a lot of questions involved in this and we can go straight to the like, do images serve, serve the user? It doesn't mean Google understands the images. They might just need the placeholder to go. Yeah. Users like pages broken up like this. So good. You haven't just put like this big, like 8,000 word block of text in front of people. Um, but if they are reading deeper, right, if they are going, okay, it ranks an image search for this query. So the image processors have, have looked at it or, or the computer vision systems have looked at it, created this, we're dropping it into this page. Okay, we can connect those two dots together, um, you know, in a, a sort of simplified sort of mum format. Should that impact that page? I would say yes. And I would say it's almost dangerous if we take John at his word. I don't think he's lying. Indeed, but I yeah. Think the but the future is different than the the present that is being described, and the 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 question is being answered in a very very present approach to 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 the question. Yeah, it, the, the 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 answer as he phrased it left a weird feeling in, yeah. in my gut. But yeah. he was again, he's right. Google doesn't care as the page is rendering. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't right. matter what's in that space. It matters that the space is defined, and that Google can find the information around the images that, around that space, that image, that object, to know what it is. And moreover, it, it, that it does have the alt text, um, that it does define the size of the image, that it um, uh, 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 
that the image is light and not not dragging the entire load time down. Right. Um, or that as the image loads, it doesn't push this uh, important form or box over. So it frustrates the heck out of the, the user while it's loading. Mm -hmm. um, so these things are important. So when, when, when you read that answer, and, uh, or if you came across that as a, uh, in the, uh, and then that also made you, ha the, that's why it made you feel weird. There's a lot yeah. of stuff that just wasn't there. Well, indeed. And I mean, we can even take it sort of one step further and go right into search results. We've all seen sort of a featured snippet where it has the content, has a few images. Some of them are from that site. Some of them are not. Clearly, Google is extrapolating an understanding of those images and viewing them as important in the, the layout of, of a page, or in this case, a search result. So yeah, it just, it just nags at my brain that no, the answer isn't that. Like, it's not that simple. It does need to understand what the context of the image is to understand its context around whether the question is being being answered properly. You know, maybe if it's a travel site with just like images, they would go, yeah, we know they're talking about beaches. It's a picture of the beach. A gray box will do it. Uh, right. But like I, I read up a lot on machine learning stuff. I, you know, work in, in machine learning space um, like a lot. And I need those images to understand what's going on. And so. Google's understanding of what's going on in, in imagery there um, can be critically important. And that's just one example. It happens in, in many, many spaces. Um, so yeah, I, I just, yeah, I, it, it's just, I, I know I've flogged this dead horse, but it's just driving me nuts, that answer. And it's been driving me nuts since I first read it. Yep. Well, I, I think we're in agreement on it. And I'm glad to have addressed it because it was just, it was just sitting there like, a, you know, like a, Sore thumb. So I'm glad yeah. you have. Uh... Okay, speaking of images, um, this has been something that's been on uh, webmasters, parents, teachers, safety advocates, people's minds for, um, I don't know, since, since the web's existed. And you know, that's, that's privacy of young people, of, of, of uh, minors, mm -hmm. people who aren't really able to have um, license over how their image or person is 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 used commercially or hell even by their parents eh? mm -hmm. so google has announced a new policy and a tool that's going to allow people to um to remove images of kids minors teens people under the age of 18 from from google search results uh and from from web search um how exactly they get around people um faking i'm not sure but you have to submit a, move, a removal request, and then there's several um, steps to go through. You get an automated, uh, you get an email confirmation. Google's going to review the request. They might gather more information. Um, they may even ask you for more information, including proof of age, which, you know, we're, we're treading privacy weirdness already. Yeah. And then if Google's going to um, actually do anything about it, they'll let you know. They'll give you a notification if any action has been uh if any action's actually been taken. Um, and if uh, they aren't going to grant the request, they'll let you know why and allow you to resubmit and appeal their, their decision. Um, makes me wonder, Dave, though, why don't they just apply this to anybody who wants off the web? <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, why, why just minors? Is somebody about to sue them for this? Like, why only minors? I suspect we're, we're because we're heading into a legal element of things where did you were you able to give consent, right? Like what 
you need to be of, of legal age. Like you can't be a minor to sign a binding contract. And I, I think they're just sort of trying to go into that gray area. And it's also an area that nobody debates. Like nobody, you know, like, talk about the lowest hanging fruit. And I'm, I'm not saying that's their, their sort of like motivation here. I don't think, I, I have a lot of problems with Google and we could talk about many of them at a great <laughs> length, but this isn't one of them. I think they have, gone to this one and gone, who's going to disagree if we do this? Virtually nobody. I, I'm sure I could find somebody if I really tried, but nobody argues with protecting kids ever. Um, so I think it was a really, really easy, low-hanging fruit for them to go with. Um, you know, Whereas if they go, we're going to let everybody do that. Now you get into all sorts of like, I should be protected from predators sort of side of things because you're dealing with adults. Uh, right. Where you're like, no, if somebody's like broken the law or done this, I don't want them to be able to remove themselves. Right. Like that sort of thing. Whereas when we're talking about kids, like I, I, as soon as I read that, I'm like, this is awesome because kids, I count myself. I was under 18 and I was an idiot. Um, and I wasn't carrying around a phone because my 18 year old me didn't have, well, I guess 18 is, is now age of consent, but like, you know, 17 and younger me wasn't walking around with a phone all the time with their friends walking around with phones all the time at every party, at every event, taking pictures of everything and putting it online. I, I view this, I'm just like, oh, this is, this is good for you. <laughs> like that was the first thing I thought. I'm like, thank goodness, because there'll be a way for you to go back in time and go, that was 17 year old idiot me. And I need that gone now because I was a 17 year old idiot. I'm not saying all 17 year olds are idiots, but I was at 17 <laughs> and going, I, it, had I been wandering around with a phone like that and all my friends had, it'd be nice to be able to go, you know what? That's not the, 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 the truth of me that I want the entire world to see forever. I mean, when it comes when it comes to partying images yeah. and the curation of content, <laughs> I'm not really sure there's and and curation of content online. I'm not sure there's a lot of truth to us that we can show anybody. Uh, but the thing I'm really concerned about, and I, I wish Google would 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 would, would revisit its policy on this. Um, what about a um, abused woman fleeing a, a, a dangerous relationship? Yeah. Three years yeah. later, a photograph has taken her, taken of her in a community halfway across the country where she's reestablished her life, and she's going to freak out because she she needs that thing offline like now, before somebody comes and uses some catfish technology or some 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 uh, yeah. facial recognition technology to figure out who she figure out where she is. Um, if Google's going to apply this, going to going to offer this right to minors, I believe that they should offer it to everybody. And incidentally, they should offer it to minors. Absolutely, should offer it to minors. No question about that. But I don't see why it shouldn't be offered to others. And, you know, it might be a case, fingers crossed, right? Like I, 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 I like see them idea. pushing forward to like, hey, what are other things that nobody can ever disagree with, right? And, you, and you've listed a great example. Nobody's going to disagree that that's probably, I mean, again, probably a handful, but that's only because some people are jerks. Um there's a lot of reason to, 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 to require privacy in society. And, you know, we, we, we forget that the more we give it away and for the most from the vast right. majority of us, it doesn't mean anything. Really, it doesn't. And I can I honestly, see, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, honestly, I mean, like my home address is published online somewhere right. and it's, and I've lived here for like 11 years, never caused me a, never caused me a problem, right. but for some people it might. Right. Oh, absolutely. It might. Um, and this may be a case. I mean, who knows? Because I, I think we are hitting into a spot that, 
you are right. That is another great example. And it may be a case of them going, okay, we're going to start with this one because it'd be a great to like we did with authorship. And then we learned <laughs> like, in that case, it was, we learned how to automate, but in this one, okay, what goes wrong when we do something that virtually nobody can have a problem with, right? Like th- that everybody would sort of conclude that there's no gray. You're under the age of consent. That's that, right? Like there, there is no gray line there between the age of consent, right? Like everybody goes, you can't vote, you can't drink, you can't, like there's so much you can't do because you're not of the age of consent, right? Like of that, of that legal age. So anything under that, it's just a, a good firm bar. Um, and I think it'd be a great test case for them if they were looking to expand and go, okay, that, that woman, she should be protected. We need to know that the mechanism we're going to place for that isn't going to be used incorrectly in other areas, sometimes just to prove that it shouldn't be applied in that the cases where it should, right? And we, we've all can imagine cases where people would try and prove a, a situation doesn't work just to actually attack the cases where it should. Um, yeah, and, and again, these are the lowest common denominator human beings, but they, they are there. So I, I think we've got a, a good... Hopefully, I hope they are working to address scenarios like that and that this would be a great line because it is so black and white where that line is as far as what you can remove and not. It's just, it's a line and it's based on age and there's no question whether it should or should not be included. Uh, the, the, the hard thing, and the hard thing I think about, the hard thing about thinking about the model of the entire internet moving forward, um, Google can't allow people like you and me to remove ourselves from search. See, it's not that they care one way or another about our personal privacy. It's just that that data is their product. And right. if it allows you and me to remove to remove ourselves from search just because we want right. to, then it could face an entire run on like everybody wanting to remove yeah. core product from Google, which is their information. Um, and this could be a real problem, but you know, it mightn't be a problem for long because you've heard, have you heard of Jedi blue? Oh, the phrase Jedi <laughs> blue. Yes. Uh, only, only recently have I heard of that because of this phrase, Google can't let go of you. Can't let go of me. Can't get let go of anybody because we are the product. Same with Facebook. We are the product and Jedi product project Jedi blue is god i can't believe i'm actually going to say this out loud is a conspiracy mm-hmm. between facebook and google it's real it's, it's it's out there this this comes from the from um facebook whistleblower documents that are that are in front of congress so if, if you believe someone's sworn testimony that you have to believe that facebook and google colluded to push ad rates higher and basically to rig the market right but and you don't even just need to trust their word like it's documented, <laughs> like they've got documents and I've, I've, you know, seen as, as of you on, on search engine land, like some screenshots of some of the, some of the points and uh, yeah, it, it was rather creative. And I, I think I 80% understand the mechanics behind what, what they were doing. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 please, please. Like so from October, 2016 to the present. Google and Facebook have been, um, again, colluding on all aspects of advertising from the information that, that is served to their users to the price of ads that, um, or to the price that advertisers are paying per click. 
Yeah. That's right. Well, Facebook is introducing a new name tomorrow. And uh, I don't know what's happening at Google, but I'm sure that the that folks at Alphabet are trying to come up with, you know, some way to avoid the letter of the law on this one. Um, but this is this this is this is why these, all these mechanizations are happening in Silicon Valley right now because um, their entire arm up to the elbow was caught in the cookie jar. Yeah, it's it was pretty bad. And for our listeners who might not understand, and this is just like. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot more more to it than this, and a lot of what I'm, I'm I looked into it past this, but I'm I'm back on the search engine land article, so folks read up on it there and then chase after to find the the real details on this. But what they were doing is is or what Google did is sort of went to Facebook and went, hey guys, we need you to oppose header bidding, um, and if you do that, we're going to cut you a deal in the in the ad auction space. Now, what header bidding is, um, and, and again, don't take this as like a research it further if this is important to you but basically in the like minute fractions of seconds a publisher can send out and go which ad auction will give me the highest dollar value to drop their ad in that spot so that's sort of the header of this thing it'll it'll go out to all the publishers and and they'll basically all send back this number back and then the publisher system can then go this one gives me more bam and then and then show that ad Makes perfect sense, right? Um, but Google wanted to get out of that, wanted Facebook to pull out of that entire system as well, gave Facebook favorable um, treatment in their own auctions um, for Facebook support to get out of the header system. And I think the estimates were about, oh yeah, they, they, the, the difference um, that publishers were now being cost was about 19 to 22% higher because they now needed to pick. They needed to go, it's Google. Or it's this publisher, this publisher, this publisher. They couldn't just go, whatever one is willing to give me the best deal at this time. So Google, um, Google and Facebook basically created two markets. Yeah, they colluded um, to basically, and, and, and beyond taking it to, the, to, the, to a completely, like into two, a two market system. Um, my understanding is they were actually working with Facebook to try and get that other auction system crushed. Um, so oh, being, being the two largest advertisers, being the two, the yeah, I mean, you're going to basically crush anything you, you want. So it's a really, really big deal because you, you have two companies. Yeah. Colluding together to try and eliminate the system that actually allows publishers to make money so that they could make that extra money instead. Um, you know, talk about a kick in the teeth to publishers as well. Um, it's yeah, it was a big problem and it, it, it's pretty black and white and it's right there documented. Um, it's it, I, I'll be very interested to see how this one plays out because it's it, it's pretty damning. Another another kick in the teeth to publishers as part of this part of this uh, conspiracy. Google went out of its way to to throttle non resident AMP page speed. So if, if you didn't have your um, AMP pages um, resident at Google. Or if you were um, just serving up content in an on-amp format, Google was actively slowing your page delivery down. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So, but so that they could control what ads got went where, because AMP being their system, you know, like that's not insane. That's evil. Yeah. <laughs> like that's evil. Outright manipulative evil. So I expect somebody to stand in front of Congress and to very solemnly tell us that they're very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen from this, but um, 
the right punishment is to break the bastards up into little teeny pieces that can't hold that much after the marketplace. That's what our parents would have done. That's what they did with, with Bell Telephone when Bell Telephone was, was completely abusing its monopoly back yeah. in the 1970s. And because of that, we have an extremely, or the Americans have, an extremely vibrant and competitive telecommunications space. Yeah. Uh, Canada, not so much, but that's different. You know, <laughs> we, have, we have succession. We got pretty bad. Now, I have to wonder <laughs> if all of this is part of in... You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. 2018 in May, that's when Google officially removed Don't Be Evil. And I wonder if it was after doing this for a couple of years, they were like, you know, guys, we, we got to get that out of there. Well, I guess, you know, having to, it was... I, I think that, you know, they were just tired of um, having the most junior Google call them on it during their all-team calls. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, you know, screw it. We got to get rid of this thing that the young people keep reading it, calling us on it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it, 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 once you become a publicly traded company, you are no longer beholden to yourself. You are beholden to your shareholders. And you're also beholden to a totally different concept. Most uh, and most tech entrepreneurs I know got into the space because they wanted to improve the world or they wanted to to create something that solved a problem for them, and they found out that it was a golden goose sort of like uh, it was something that other people wanted as well. Mm-hmm. They did not. Most people I know did not get into the tech world to become um, bloated. Um, manipulative, evil business people. That might happen. Like you know, you look into the you look into the abyss, you become the abyss. But um, most of us, including the, the founders of Google, they 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 created Google to solve a problem they had. They had they they didn't get enough library time, so they brought the library to them. Mm-hmm. That was you know, Backrub was smart. <laughs> um, it solved a problem. 
they were very altruistic when they when they opened uh, Google as a privately owned company. That's when don't be evil. Even when they went public and they published that manifesto where they told Wall Street how they were going to do business different. <laughs> that was that, <laughs> those sweet summer children, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was that was that was so nice and so long ago, almost a decade ago, over a decade. Hell, that was fifteen years ago. You know that? Yeah. I was still at Stepforth, Matt, and Stepforth was still in Ross's, in the side of Ross's house. Yeah, that's right. Um, way, way, way back then. Um, so that was forever ago. Um, yeah, and, and that's, now, I, I imagine that conversation went a lot like, we put this manifesto out, and then the shareholders went, and here's who we're putting in as a CEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you met Eric? <laughs> um, Four-letter word, meet People who like four-letter words, <laughs> um, and yeah, and so Google isn't being evil exactly. They're just being honest to what they've become. Yeah, and they're doing their job. Their job is to make money for their shareholders. Period. Mm-hmm. But you're not allowed to do it illegally. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the rule. <laughs> you can't break the law to do it. Um, that's why a lot of businesses fail because they don't break the law, Dave. They just don't break the law. Um, and again, I did, what do you do though? Too big to fail. Like, how do you? How, what, what do you do to Google? What do you do to Alphabet? What do you do to Facebook? Mm-hmm. And therein is our problem. So um, anyway, they're sorry. Moving right along, <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me and it, I'm, it burns me. I don't even work in the paid space very much. I spend I spend I I, I like spending my time in the algorithmic space because you know it's surprising all the time. I don't know, yeah. but um. It burns me that 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 good people have had, you know, life-sustaining money taken out of their pockets and put into the pockets of multi-billionaires. Well, and what's kind of ironic about this is who were they stealing from? Publishers. Who produces the lifeblood that Google needs? Publishers. Publishers. <laughs> so it's just wow. like you're shooting in the foot the very people that you need. You're you're the scorpion on the toad. Um, you know who this really makes me mad at, though, Dave? Really makes me mad at? Who's me? That? Myself. <laughs> because for years, for years, and ever since Doug Heal, I've been screaming about, black, about white hat um, SEO. You owe this to your clients. Google will burn them. You got you to gotta conform to the, to the Googleverse, or you know, you're just taking clients' money to watch them fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, 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 I'm not going to speak for you. I'm going to say this is, I'm just speaking for myself here. You can, you can say yay or nay as, as you will, but I bought the line that we're, that we're building a better ecosystem, you know, that if we follow these rules, we're building a better space for the entire web. And that's why we're doing this. And sometimes I can see that, but then it just burns me when they cheat in the background. And so the poll that Mary Hines published the other day about black hat and white hat, where the SEO community itself uh, splits around 50-50 between um, about 47% who says, I will not do black hat at all. And 23% are like, yeah, of course, absolutely. And a smaller percentage were like, yeah, sometimes, depending on it. Right. Why have I been doing this white hat stuff all these years? I mean, I, I don't worry about algorithm updates. I don't care about algorithm updates. 
but at the same time, I've been pushing something. I have. I, Scroogle, screw these, screw these guys. I'm so mad at them. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, right? You, you can you can be mad at Google, but you can't be mad at your client. Well, I mean, you, I guess you can, oh, but no, no, you no, probably should. Um, <laughs> you know, so and I've always viewed the debate of black, gray, white in from the context of my clients, um, right? Or, or, or my employer or, or whoever that might be where the issue isn't, do I owe Google my allegiance? No, I, I don't. They're running a company to maximize their profits. And so are the people that I work for. <laughs> so whatever it takes to do that, that's that's the obligation that both of us have. And sometimes that's going to pit you against each other. Now, at, by the same time, a penalty is a quick way from good profits to zero, right? So yeah. Google's got a great mechanism in place to go, yeah, Dave would break the rules, but he's not going to. <laughs> we got no power here, dude. They got it's all the power in this they, relationship. They, don't they? they have all the power there. So I think that's probably where we see the, maybe just a little crew coming in at 19.7% answering that question is I'm doing a hundred things and four of them. I'm just peppering, just peppering a little, <laughs> just putting in a little black hat over here and there. And then there are the areas um, where you hit the, the gray zones that black, is it white? Um, you know, and that's not just, I'm not just thinking of the Michael Jackson song, but it's going to be running through my head for, for the next mm. probably couple of days. Um, you know, but where you, you do hit, there are tactics, um, especially when you get into JavaScript scenarios and listening to John Mueller, when he says, you don't need all the functionality of your JavaScript site, you just need it to render properly. And it's like, oh, what am I supposed to do with that? And if I don't know that I'm actually sending, like, if I go, Oh, okay. Well, I need these scripts for functionality. So I'm going to just pull them off because there's no need to send those to pre-rendering. Well, now I've actually improved my core web vitals and speed, but only to Googlebot, not to my visitors, but I've done it based exactly on what John said. So am I in the gray zone? Really? Those are the sort of bizarre technical like scenarios. And can you tell who's dealing with that very question right now? Like, it's me. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I think they would have said that's gray zone. Now I'm yeah. not so sure they would, because does that really screw up the user experience? Right. Well, and the thing is, like, we built the site to be incredibly fast, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, is the user negatively impacted? No. But is our, uh, are our core web vitals better? You're giving to false information than to they Google, are They're good to both. <laughs> but they are better to one than to the other. The core content is the same. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, so those are, I mean, that's just listed as an example. And I, I, I've just sort of like gone, okay, no, that's, that's over in, into this, this house. So like, I'm just going to give myself a pass on that one. It's, and it's not such a big difference. And I'm not serving anything to Google that I'm not to, to a user. But those are the sorts of, of curious things that could ride the line because I've decided that fits this camp. Other SEOs might decide, no, anything that might move the needle and show anything different kind of scenario is going to fit into the gray or black. They might disagree based on the same amount of experience. And both of us would be equally right. I think, right? You're, our interpretation. I, I think you're in the venal sin, not the mortal sin area. Right. But um, 
there are there are some black hack techniques that um, are mortal sin. Like they right. will get you banned. Um, get an army of clickbots working for you, and have Google detect that, for instance. Right. Um, you're not going to fare well, no. <laughs> even if Google isn't using direct click information. Um, they're still going to feel right on manipulated. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, you know, there's, there's just the simple go-tos, right? Like, are you buying craptastic links? <laughs> like, is this something that you're doing? Um, you know, that, that fits, but then other people, like if you just said is buying links bad, I'll bet a lot of people into this crew would go, they might be saying yes or no based on their perception of what that means. Um, and there are times it depends on that link where I would put it into either camp. I know on Google, a hundred percent of the time they would say, as soon as <laughs> you're incentivizing somebody for a link, other than just giving them great content, you are violating our guidelines, but then you step back into our camp and go, okay, but how am I interpreting that? Right. And so you, you do hit those great, but I, I think for, for the most part, would I consider myself a white hat SEO? Yes, I do. Um, because I very rarely skate off. And if I am not following the guidelines directly, I could justify if a Googler asked me why I know I could justify legitimately to them why that is. And, and they would understand the the purpose of, you know, getting into the like pre-rendering and in, in like this, where it's just like, why are we loading all of this stuff into a system just for you that doesn't need to be there, that causes us problems? Now, uh, for what it's worth, there is a subsection of the uh, SEO community who work on affiliate sites, their own, their own sites. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not talking to these guys no. right now. We're not, we're not, we're in fact, many times we wouldn't even presume to talk to these guys about what is the most effective black hat or white hat because we would be wrong. They know more than I do about that. <laughs> Infinitely. Um, uh, uh, um, yeah, there's a few European search markers I'm thinking of specifically who could run rings around uh, most search engines um, with the knowledge and the skills they have. Those aren't most webmasters. That's yeah. a small subset. So again, if any of those guys are listening and going, hey, you're all wrong about that. I know we're all wrong. You're right, yeah, but we we're not talking to you. We're not saying black hat is bad. <laughs> from a, like, I'm just saying when I'm working at a company, I can't get their site penalized or banned. Yeah. <laughs> so these are the rules that I need to follow. But I was an affiliate marketer and you just had sites sitting in the wings, right? ready to come up, probably already in link development um, as you were about to burn one to the ground. So. Oh, God. You know, I'm glad they didn't do this tomorrow. This just happened. The news just broke, Dave. I was going to leave the show off telling people they still had time to get a name into Facebook for the new name. Oh. They changed their name. It's done. They published what their new name is. It's stupid. Ugh. You ready for it? Uh, what is it, Jim? <laughs> I'm sorry to do this to you, and I'm sorry to do this to your friends out there at, at Radio World. Facebook's new name is Meta. Meta, M-E-T-A, Meta. Yeah. Y you know, the only reason I'm going to give them a pass on that name is that I thought the name Alphabet was stupid. <laughs> <So> <laughs> 
Now, keep in mind, Facebook is still going to be Facebook. Instagram is still going to be Instagram. WhatsApp is still going to be WhatsApp. And it's still um, read by people, even though you think it's not. Um, but the overall company, its parent company, the, uh, uh, the umbrella is Meta. Metaverse, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. It actually makes more sense in Alphabet. <laughs> when I really think about it, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess we'll. we'll it, I I'm am interested to see where this goes. I mean, yeah, it is underwhelming. I don't know what I was expecting though. Like, it is what it is, and I, I can't expect that they would change a lot from that. But like that they would come up with something creative. That's not what multi-billion dollar companies are known to do, even in the tech space. But Alphabet, again, I'm, I know I'm going back to that well, but that's talk about underwhelming. Um, but I I will be interested to see what plays on that name do they come up with, right? Well, and that, that part will be interesting. We do know that as of December 1st, they're changing their, uh, their name on stock tickers from FB to MVRS, which sounds like how you would describe a virus um as of december 1st facebook is no longer fb it will now be mvrs when uh when you're looking for it on um in uh in in, in stock records oh so that will be metaverse then right like yeah, clearly that's, that's the play they're doing that's where they're moving obviously yeah yeah so um i think it might be time to approach jim boykin with a wheelbarrow full of money um, he, of anybody, of anyone that, that I know personally, um, Boykin and crew are moving into the metaverse faster and stronger. Um, now, that's, that's just people that I know of personally. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a bunch of other companies out there, but SEOs, this new world is coming. I don't, I, have, I haven't a clue what it's going to be like, um, what's going to be in there, how we're going to be selling product or, or representing clients or anything, but I can guarantee you that that's where the action is going to be. Or somewhere very much like that. Very much. Yeah, I'm excited like about that side of things. Like it's going to be one of the fascinating things. But we've, we've talked about that. And we'll probably talk about it again in our like December episodes when we're talking about what the heck is coming up as we do each year. Oh, I absolutely expect we will. I mean, the real question for me is um, the real question for me is more um, isn't what's coming, but how quickly is it coming? And what steps are we going to take to get there? Yeah, because um, there's an old saying about tech. Eh? Everything that was invented before you turn 45 makes perfect sense. Anything right. that was invented after you turn 45 is unnatural and probably, de- you know, developed by Satan or something. And I'm 53. <laughs> and uh, the steps we take to get to any given place actually kind of scare me now because those rocks are very slippery and they move around a lot, eh? You break a hip on one of those things. <laughs> it is true. Now, we have uh, being, you know, we're both Gen X, right? Um, so we do have the advantage of basically from the time we were in middle school, things evolved rapidly, both sociopolitically and technologically. Like things mm-hmm. just, the, you know, the, 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 the VIC-20 was coming out and the Berlin Wall was crashing, right? Like, Everything was changing very, very rapidly. So I think we will be less prone to fall into the, I don't like anything new. Like I know when, when I see this, I'm like, I, what is that next thing? And do I get a cool toy? 
right like when when i like i'm like oh okay do, will this be will this be something fun will this be interesting of course we're constantly you know aware of security concerns and, and those sorts of things but um it, it is a big um yeah anyway I I, i'm excited to, to see it. what comes i i think it'll be very very interesting no i'm an i'm an absolute agreement um ever since reading uh, a new romancer from william gibson i've been uh waiting to see the uh the actual 3D representation of of the internet of cyberspace. I remember when I was a kid when I was a kid playing Quake, and thinking this is what I wasn't. I wasn't seeing a playground arena. I was seeing a shopping mall that we were shooting each other in. And you know, why isn't that floating gun a perfume bottle? It could be. Right. Right. Um, and you know, I I honestly think that's the way the web will evolve. Um, it's just taken so long to get there. Well, and one one thing I, I want to give a, a hat tip, interestingly, to to two people, and, and we're on we're on video, you and I, so you probably saw Mary walk walk through in my, in my background. Um, first on on the button here um, was Brasco, so a big thank you to Brasco, and then Mary who wrote, came in to write down, check your Facebook message, and I popped over. Both of them were were on it to making sure we knew this story because it had just <laughs> happened because she had shared the, the story with me on Facebook and Brasky. Thank you uh, for, for staying on this as well. Um, and, and sending us uh, that information while we were uh, here to, uh, to share it with our listeners. Yep. Although again, I, I really did want to give listeners time to get a, to get their names into Facebook, you know, well, we got to blame Mark Facebook. for that. That's not our fault. We're just the messenger. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Speaking of being just a messenger, here's one that I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, where these ones come from, why these questions are asked, but the order of the links on a page don't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter if you put it at the top, you put it in the middle, you put it at the bottom. Just don't put 300 of them there. Mm-hmm. I disagreed with John's answer, but I agreed technically with it. I, I get where you're going. Because, He's, yeah, no, 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 you're right. You're right again. Absolutely. Um, but I, you know, every time I talk, I find I usually am. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, everybody who knows me well would probably disagree. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right to, again to, to say the, the links on the order of links on a page doesn't matter. Absolutely right. I'm sure Google doesn't care about the specific order of the links on the page. What they do have and why they render crap is so that they can go, how visible is a content element on a page? If the link is in the footer, it is clearly going to have less value because it's reasonable surface mm-hmm. model. It's less likely to be viewed, whereas something in the main navigation or built into the copy um, is clearly more visible and, and thus more likely to be clicked. So he's technically right. I'm sure they're not going, well, this is a specific order. Otherwise, we'd all just be going, well, my ones in the footer are important SEO wise. So I'm just going to like put those up and then push them down in the style sheet, right? Like there's all sorts of like going back to the white, gray, black hat conversation from earlier, but um but yeah I, I think if we just pay more attention to how visible is this element on a page but by the same token i would go if it's in your main nav don't bury it down in the footer <laughs> like in your code like make it clear in the way your site is or your page is built what the order are just to reinforce what that order is so technically i think he's right but functionally i think he's he's leaving something to be desired there much for on that. Okay. Lastly, we've almost gone full clock. We got time for 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 one more thing to cover. This has been a, this has been a tech show today. A total tech yeah. show today. Um, site quality. If you have craptastic site quality, Google's going to take away your rich snippets. 
So get it together. Um, site quality will cause a loss of rich snippets. I think most webmasters already knew that, but um, uh, 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 John Mueller confirmed that in a uh, in a uh, 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 office hours pod or vlog cast uh, the other day. Um, yeah. If you've got craptastic schema, or um, I don't know, you just you just page doesn't provide a good experience, Google doesn't want to drive people there and they're not going to give you extra chances to do it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, really? Might I lose rankings too? Like, <laughs> absolutely. I get it. He's answering a question. I don't blame John for answering it. And you know what? I, I try and remember that there was a day when I probably asked some pretty obvious questions, right, to people. I was earlier on in the process of SEO, like in, in the birth of the industry. So basically, you were the only person that had to field those questions for me, but um, you know, being in a, ahead of me. But so I don't even blame the asker, but it is one of those where I'm sort of shaking my head going, Really, that that's that's not just a obvious thing to everybody. You, you know why I report these things? I want John to keep on doing this. I honestly, I, I even if it's a dumb question, I want him to keep answering it. I think it's our job to report it, even if we ridicule it while reporting right. it. Um, I still think it helps amplify the answer and helps helps uh, 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 newer webmasters figure this out. And also, let's face it, Google, thank you for for being open and then answering questions. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I give John big credit. I think the way, and it's not just him specifically. I'm not saying John is better than Matt. Um, they were providing completely different roles, but I, I much prefer the way Google now is dealing with a, a much more Q&A style. We're just answering the questions as they're asked sort of approach, as opposed to these polished videos with T-Rexes, which we all love. But they answered just a hand, like a very small handful, and they weren't as purely functional or even lower level like this, like I would consider this to be a lower level entry level sort of question. We didn't really get to those. So I, I appreciate what John's doing on, on these ones. And I think they're, they add a lot of value uh, okay. across an array of, of learning levels. On our way out the door, got to mention one more time, the videos that Martin Schlitt are publishing are phenomenal. Um, the other day he went over how Google actually looks at a website and at what point rendering becomes part of the process. And he went through it from A to Z. A to Z. Um, I, 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 I just hats off impressed by the, uh, by the amount of, um, the attention to detail and that he's, that, that, that he's just doing this, you know, um, yeah. it's, 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 it's a great contribution to the industry. So thank you. Indeed. Indeed. Okay, we gone full clock. We're at the top of the hour as as has been recorded live to podcast. So friends, you've been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM. The show was recorded live to podcast on the 28th of October, 2021. On behalf of Dave Davies, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Friends, COVID is still real. People are dying from it. Get vaccinated. We want our economy back so bad. I want, I want to be able to go to a restaurant without having to show my damn back vaccine passport. And I want to go be able, be able to go to a movie without worrying about the guy behind me hacking away. Get yourselves vaccinated. Let's get past this. Move forward with, 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 with our society and our economy. Thank you so much for listening. Be well. Be kind to each other. Stay safe. Rank well. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. 
The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.